You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hello, Giants fans, and welcome to the Valentine's Views podcast here on Big Review Radio. Please remember to like, share, and subscribe on YouTube or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts across the Big Blue View Radio network. We have been going through NFC East teams this week as uh, part of, of what I have been calling NFC East Week here on the podcast, and we're going to, to finish that off with a look at the uh, – NFC East champion, NFC Conference champion, Philadelphia Eagles. And, and here to help me do that is John Stolness of the Eye on the Enemy podcast. John, thank you very, very much for, for hopping on. It's always a pleasure. You guys, you've been you've been on my podcast, I think, but like with all the times that we've played uh, at the end of the season last year, like three times in four four weeks or something like that. So happy to hop on and uh, and, and return so- the favor, man. So if I keep you for three or four hours, that's cool. <laughs> sure, you'll. I'll have to get my wife on the phone, but yes, that, that should be fine. Uh, no, obviously yeah. nobody. Nobody wants to listen to me. Nobody for that wants to long listen anyway. to us for three to four hours. That's exactly no, right. Yeah. No, no, we'll 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 get in and out of here. We'll talk a little Eagles. We'll talk a little Giants, and uh, all right. And, and and so let's get uh, let's get right to it. I was looking at the Eagles off season. Now this is obviously a team that went to the Super Bowl had a really dominant regular season last year. And the thing that struck me as I look at that off season is the volume of change from, you know, from the defensive coordinator from the coaching staff on down through the roster just the volume of change to to the Eagles team. Are you are you a little taken back by that? Are you concerned by that? Surprised by it? How do you feel about about the the amount of change that that Philly seems to have, have gone through? Yeah, I think there's a little bit of concern there, a little bit of a brain drain that comes anytime your team gets to the Super Bowl. You lose your offensive coordinator. Um, Shane Steichen was a tremendous play caller. He did a phenomenal job, really was just in rhythm the entire season last year. And I think we all like Brian Johnson. I think we we believe that he's going to be a good offensive play caller. He did. He worked wonders with, with Jalen Hurts, and so I'm not – really concerned about that but we saw what happened in philadelphia after doug peterson won the super bowl against the patriots and, and lost frank reich they, they just kind of lost a little bit of their mojo and certainly carson wentz's injury uh had a big factor in that as well but uh they they were really struggling to find an offensive coordinator and a quarterback's coach that 
could develop Carson. And, and it, I think they took a big step backwards losing Frank Reich. And so there's certainly going to be a little bit of reticence uh, about losing Shane Steichen, ironically, to the Colts, just like the Eagles lost Frank Reich to the Colts. I see the loss of Jonathan Gannon as addition by subtraction. I think Jonathan Gannon was a, was a lackluster defensive coordinator. I don't think he did anything special. I think that Howie Roseman assembled an all-star team of defensive players last year, and Jonathan Gannon didn't do really anything creative with that group. He just relied on the relentless attack from the front four, the rotation that he could continue to employ snap after snap to get pressure on the quarterback. And then he also just relied on those cornerbacks, Darius Slay and James Bradbury to lock down teams, numbers one and two receivers. And so his moving on to Arizona, I think is a good thing. I don't really know what we're going to get in Sean Desai. He's also a Vic Fangio uh, disciple. So I don't know if it's going to look a whole lot different than Jonathan Gannon. I hope it does. I hope we see more stunts from the defensive tackles. I hope we see a little bit more ingenuity with how they protect the middle of the field. And I hope they're able to find a way to continue to get a pressure on the quarterback. But I don't, I, I don't mind that side of the ball seeing some change because I thought it was really warranted. But overall, I think the fact that you have Howie Roseman as the GM, you have um, a, a great quarterback in Jalen Hurts, and you have a Nick Sirianni, a guy who seems very comfortable in the spot that he's in. Even though you've lost those pieces, I still think you have a good enough core that even though there was a little bit of a, a turnover in personnel and in coaches this offseason, I think they'll be okay. Yeah, it's interesting. The last thing I'll say about Jonathan Gannon is uh, I, I I don't know what Arizona was thinking. I, I'm just I'm just not sure that's going to work out uh, very well for the Cardinals. He did get his $10 million mansion, though. Just so everyone, you know, bought a $10 million mansion two weeks ago, Jonathan Gannon did. So, you know, I, I think I think the priorities are in the right place there. So, <laughs> All right, let's, uh, let, let's move on a little bit. I'm very curious. The Giants, as we talk, are just a few days away from the deadline to sign Saquon Barkley to a long-term contract. That's coming up on Monday, and obviously if Barkley doesn't sign that contract, he'll have to play on the franchise tag or or he would sit out you know part or all of the regular season. There's word that he might that he might hold out through at least part of of training camp, which wouldn't shock me at all if he's on the franchise tag. but yeah, what I wanted to ask is as you sit there, on the outside from the perspective of, of an Eagles fan. Um, what are you thinking about this whole Barkley situation with the giants? It, it won't matter once he gets on the field. It really won't. I, I think Saquon, I, I think it would be foolish of him. Even if he's, even if he does sign a deal to participate in any, you know, training camp and in the off season activity, the Eagles for the last couple of years have basically told their veterans, don't worry about it. You know, we're, you're not going to play you in the preseason. You're going to do light stuff in training camp. Uh, Saquon Barkley has been in the league a long time. It's not like he has a brand new coaching staff that he has to learn the new playbook. He, he was with these guys last year. He's, he's a savvy guy, so I'm, I'm, I don't think he needs to be in training camp to learn new plays. I think he can probably work that out remotely. And if he's on the field by week one, he doesn't risk getting hurt. And with his age and the, the, the tread on those tires, I, I don't see any... If I'm a Giants fan, I really wouldn't be worried about it as long as he doesn't sit out the regular season. Now, if he starts missing regular season games, then that's something a little bit different. 
But if we're just talking about training camp, we're just talking about practice. We're just talking about, <laughs> uh, you know, I, then I, it, it keeps him healthy. It keeps him fresher. And if he's, he'll be, he'd be good to go for week one. I have no doubt in my mind he would stay in the kind of physical condition he needs to stay in in order to be ready for the regular season. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't sweat that if I'm a Giants fan. Yeah. And I have been telling people he's not sitting out in the regular season. The fact right. of the matter is he may not like being on the, the franchise tag, but that's a little bit more than $10 million. That's mm -hmm. over 18 weeks. If you divide that over the 18 week NFL season, that's, more than a half million dollars a game mm -hmm. that he would be that he would be forfeiting by sitting out and he's not going to do that i'm no. sorry he's just not going to do that he's not going to levy on bell this and he's not going to walk away from that money so and when he gets on it, the field he's going to want to win He's not going to, he's not going to go half speed because he's got to get another contract next year. When he's on the field, he's got to play well if he wants to get another contract. Absolutely. So, yeah, so I'm just, I'm just curious what the number is going to end up being, but you know, as you said, from the outside perspective, it's it, in a way for the 2023 season, it's probably much ado about nothing because you know, he's going to be there and you know, he's still going to, he's still going to going to be Saquon Barkley. Right. Let me let me go back to the Eagles a little bit, and I want to talk about the Eagles draft class a little bit, especially mm -hmm. the first pick that you guys made, Jalen Carter, defensive tackle, Georgia. This is a guy that a lot of people thought might be the best player in the entire draft. From my perspective, you know, after the the legal issues that Carter had being involved in the in the the fatal traffic accident um all of all of the the things that went with that i'm not surprised that a team like the eagles would take this chance would mm -hmm. because you find these these teams that are the are the better teams that are the established teams generally have cultures that can assimilate players like this and and can keep them on the right path i'm just curious how you feel about the the selection of Carter and and to to your knowledge what he's been like thus far well we I was ecstatic uh, all Eagles fans were ecstatic as the draft was unfolding it seemed more and more likely that Jalen Carter would be there when the Eagles picked at number 10. And as it turns out, they just moved up one spot to make sure that they got him in order to get him. Uh, it was fun watching Micah Parsons walk off the set in frustration when the Eagles <laughs> added him. That made me feel really good um, to know that people around the league view him as a potential star type player. And he, he could be in the running for defensive rookie of the year. It's hard for a defensive tackle to get that unless he's piling up sacks, which might be difficult in the rotation that he's going to be in. But I think he's going to start. He's going to take the place of Javon Hargrave in that, in that rotation. And I think he's going to have a really good rookie season. And like you said, the, the Eagles have a culture. They have all, all these other Georgia guys too, that are going to be joining him. I mean, their second round pick Nolan Smith is a Georgia guy. They had uh, uh, Jordan Davis from last year is a, a, a Georgia guy. Nicobe Dean's a Georgia guy. He's going to have a group of guys that he has played with before. And so there's going to be that level of comfort and familiarity, but you've also got Brandon Graham 
Fletcher Cox, Darius Slay, James Bradbury, these veteran players who have been to the Super Bowl, been to Pro Bowls, who know how to keep those young guys in line. I don't think they're going to allow clicks to form and all that kind of stuff. And so the off the field stuff, the Eagles really do their due diligence on these kinds of things. They they look into the backgrounds of these players. Um, and everything we've heard about Jalen Carter is that he's been an ideal rookie so far an ideal teammate so far he hasn't made any waves he hasn't said anything controversial he hasn't basically he's been quiet we haven't heard anything from him this offseason which in my mind is a is a good thing given some of the controversy that surrounded him during the draft and i understand why some teams wanted to stay away why some teams just wouldn't take him the eagles had a gift with the number 10 pick in last year's draft there are not many super bowl teams that go into the following year with a top 10 draft pick and so Make the big splash, make the, you know, do the, the high ceiling move there. If you kind of swing and miss, that's okay. You don't need Jalen Carter to pan out in order to put your franchise on the right track. But if it does hit, it turns an all a Super Bowl caliber roster and makes it even more dangerous. And, and that's, that's the time that you want to take a swing on a guy like that, who everybody believes may have been the top defensive talent in, in the draft, if not number two or number three. I agree with that. You're in a, as you said, a bonus sort of situation yeah. there with the with the tenth, ninth, or tenth pick in the draft. You know, as a team that won the NFC title, and take the big swing. You've got a right. full. You've got a. You've got a roster that really doesn't have a whole lot of holes in it. That didn't need a specific thing filled. So take the big swing. I think that. Right. I think that's a really smart move. Yeah, no, and, and I think that's kind of what Howie Roseman does. He's an aggressive general manager. Uh, he understood the assignment here, <laughs> what, he has, what he had to do, and that is to replace Javon Hargrave. There really wasn't a way to do that in free agency, and now you get a guy who just slides right into that spot. And I, who, I don't know how effective he's going to be. He's probably not going to pile up double-digit sacks like Javon Hargrave did, but he doesn't really need to. And uh, with that, with all of the guys they have on the defensive line, he he just he's an impact player, and it's rare that a Super Bowl team gets an impact player on the line like they got this offseason. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you look at some of the losses that the Eagles suffered, Hargrave being one, Miles Sanders being another, mm-hmm. um, when you look at the losses that the Eagles suffered in, in free agency during the offseason, is there anything you feel like hasn't been replaced? Or when you when you kind of scan through the roster by position, is there anything that 
that kind of makes you cringe and go, I- I'm, I'm just not sure that, that the Eagles have enough in that particular area? Yeah, I think there's two spots, uh, linebacker and safety right now. Now, the linebacker situation was not great last year to begin with, and I don't know that they lost anybody that um, they – that they're going to miss. Uh, I think, um, you know, when you had, um, uh, uh, now I'm blanking on our middle linebacker last year, the undrafted free agent that we had, uh, TJ Edwards, um, him going to Chicago, Edwards was a good player and and they did not replace him with somebody of, of equal value. Although I think they, they want N'Kobe Dean to be that guy and think N'Kobe Dean can be that guy. That's question mark. He didn't play at all last year. This will be his second season, but he's going to be the quarter. He's going to have the green tag on his helmet. He's going to be the guy calling the plays. And so they're putting a lot of faith in Kobe Dean, very smart guy, uh, very athletic guy. So they believe that they can replace TJ Edwards with somebody who maybe have a, a higher ceiling in terms of athleticism. Uh, and then uh, Kaiser White was just, he did, he, I thought he was going to be a lot better than he was last year. And he really didn't play all that well. But now you're going into the season with Nicholas Morrow as your Kaiser as your Kaiser white re- replacement. And I think they need to upgrade there. I, I don't think there's nearly enough there. Uh, there's some talk about Nolan Smith, maybe playing some linebacker this year instead of defensive end in order to make up for the shortage at linebacker. But I think they still need to go out and they need to add a piece. I'd love to see them go get trade for like a Patrick queen or something like that. Um, those rumors have kind of died down, but maybe they'll pick up as training camp moves along. Safety is the other spot. And I think losing uh, Chauncey Gardner Johnson is a big loss. I understand why the Eagles moved on, why they did what they did. Um, they'd already committed all all their money that they had allocated for the offseason to to bring back uh, James Bradbury, um, to make sure that Darius Slay was happy on on his contract, and they had some other holes to fill as well. But I going into the season with Reed Blankenship and Terrell Edmund, Edmonds as your starters with Sidney Brown um, kind of being, you know, they picked up Sidney in the in the third round. They like him. They think maybe he can be uh, a safety to put in the in the rotation. But you know that's another like Nicobe Dean. You're kind of relying on an unproven player to to make up for uh, for a veteran who left. So I, I think they they didn't adequately replace CJGJ, and there's still time to do that. Again, John Johnson's another guy who's out there. You could bring in at safety uh, as training camp draws closer. And we saw the Eagles do that last year when they added Bradbury. It wasn't until the end of training camp that they, I'm mean, not with CJ GJ uh, that they added at the end of training camp. Um, when at the, at the last minute when safety was looking like a vulnerable position, vulnerable position last year. So I, I think those are the two spots where they, where they still have question marks. It's a really strong roster with the exception of those two spots. And I think, I think it's a problem area that they, they probably will still address. You know, I wanted to circle back to TJ Edwards for just a second. When when the offseason came around, the Giants obviously had a big hole at the the off-ball inside linebacker spot. And Brandon Brown, who was in the Philadelphia front office for several years, is now the assistant general manager with the Giants. And a lot of what he did in Philly was pro personnel. And mm-hmm. There was, when you connect the dots, there was the automatic assumption that the Giants would chase T.J. Edwards. They didn't. They went out and signed Bobby Okereke from the Indianapolis Colts. And I'm just curious if if that surprises you or what it says about T.J. Edwards that, you know, that that with with the the Eagles connections the Giants have in their front office – that they bypassed Edwards in free agency. 
I don't necessarily think that it speaks ill of Edwards, but I, I think it just high floor. He's a competent player. He's gotten better. He got more athletic last year, but there's just kind of a limit on on what it is that he can do. And I think I think getting a more established player, a player who has done a little bit more, I think uh, than than Edwards did, was a was a smart move. I don't I don't think it. Edwards is a grinder. I mean, he he's the kind of guy coaches love to have on their team. Um, you know, an undrafted free agent who was not athletic at all. Like he could stop, he could he could tackle. He, when guys were coming at him, he would bring him down. But he had no lateral speed whatsoever, and he really developed that. He 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 got into better shape, and and he really developed his skills. And and maybe there's still more there with him that that I'm not thinking about. I would have liked to have seen them resign Edwards and and pair him with Nicobe Dean instead of. Uh, instead of uh, relying on, on what they're going to rely on right now. But um, I don't think the Giants made the wrong move. I, I think they got a player who has made more plays in his career and probably has a little bit more upside. All right. So looking at where the Eagles are, NFC East champs in the Super Bowl a year ago, superstar quarterback, loaded roster. When does it become in Philly? When does it become win the Super Bowl or bust, you know, win the Super Bowl or the season is a failure. When does it get to that point or is it already there in the minds of a lot of Eagles fans? I think it's there now. I think last year it wasn't Super Bowl or bust. It was get to the Super Bowl. Uh, I think once you've gotten to the Super Bowl, that's the only next logical step forward, you know? Now, I think you can make the larger point that in sports, we focus too much on championships. And and I, one of the ways I was able to kind of put salve in the wounds of last year's loss to the Chiefs, because it was a game that was there for the taking. The Eagles really should have won that game after building a 10-point halftime lead, and they really were the better team for for much of that game and, and really let it slip away. Patrick Mahomes is amazing. I'm going to get through, got through bouquets at that guy, but... um I feel like when you look at that game and you look at how the season progressed, you look at what Jalen Hurts did, how he performed in that game, a game could have gone either way. The Eagles and Chiefs were two evenly matched rosters, right? And the whole point of winning a championship is so that you can say to the world, we were the best team, or at least we went on the best run. We beat everybody. We outlasted everybody. We're the champions. And I think for the Eagles, they proved they were every bit as good as the Chiefs. Their quarterback played every bit as well as their star quarterback and proved to the fan base that he was a legitimate franchise quarterback who could play his very best on the biggest stage. There are not many guys who have been able to do that. And so having that confidence moving forward, I can look back at that Super Bowl and that season and kind of take that out of it. It doesn't, they didn't necessarily have to win the championship for everybody to kind of feel good. And I think as more time has gone on, more fans are starting to kind of reconcile with that. That'll be harder to do this year. I don't know when, when you've gotten to the Super Bowl. I don't know what else is there to make you feel like the season was a positive, unless it's just a season that gives you lots of great memories. And that's all you really care about is to remember, oh, that game, remember that game, remember that game. And you don't need the parade. You don't need the, the, the title. But that that's not why most sports fans watch sports. You watch your sports team play because you want them to win, to go to the playoffs and hopefully win a title. And the Eagles are past the point where just getting there is good enough. I think they, the expectation is, and it's certainly the expectation of Jalen Hurts and the players who got there and fell 
a couple of minutes short of winning the Super Bowl to get back there and actually finish the job. All right, John. Hey, let's let's wrap up with a a very 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 important Philadelphia Eagles topic. We have got to talk right. about the tush. We have got to talk about the tush push. Um, <laughs> I <laughs> I love talking about this. I really do. There you go. There you go. I do. No, this is a great topic. I, go ahead. Yeah. I seriously hoped that the NFL would outlaw the tush push during the off season. They chose not to. I mean, I hate the play. I hate the play because it's rugby and it's not football. It really, you, you put about 800 pounds pushing the quarterback behind him and and it's not hard to get a yard or two. And and I think that what's going to happen here someday, to be honest with you, is I think that this isn't going to get outlawed until some poor defensive back sticks his nose in there and gets his legs snapped trying to trying to stop this play. I'm just curious, not even from an Eagles perspective. I mean, do you like this play? Do you think it should be part of football? Well, you're asking an Eagles fan who benefited from this play numerous times last year whether he likes this play. My answer is, of course, yes, I like this play. Anytime the Eagles got to a third and one or a fourth and one, you knew they were going to run it and you knew they were going to get it. So you, there was like no stress on any of those on any of those third and shorts, fourth. And, they even tried it on third and two a couple of different times uh, in, in order to get it. But one of the things we also saw the Eagles do is run a couple of trick plays out of that play. So I think you could see that more this year. You can run different things out of that play to confuse the defense and get everybody sucked in. And then all of a sudden, hey, you pitched out to the to the running back uh, and, and he can run around the end for, I think he, I think the Eagles did that against the Giants in the playoffs. They, they ran a, a running play um, off, of, off of the tush push. And here's the thing about the tush push. It works for the Eagles because they have maybe the best offensive line in football and a running quarterback with legs like tree trunks who can push the pile himself. When you've got those elements to it, you can be successful on that play virtually every time. Most teams can't run that play that effectively every time or else they would do it. So it is a play that benefits the Eagles because they have a particular skill set that makes them that that makes it easier for them to run and makes it an almost guaranteed first down every every time they run it. If 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 people want the Eagles to stop running it, then they need to stop it. They need to figure out a way. And maybe that maybe the NFL changes a defensive rule that that allows them to push people in front of the line, you know, from behind in order to get more leverage. I don't I don't care, but I think stopping a play simply because people don't like the way it looks is not a good enough reason. It, there, there's no there's no competitive unfairness or imbalance by the Eagles doing what they're doing. If there was, then every team would run it, and then the NFL would have to make a decision. Is this something that we want to allow or not? It's a quarterback sneak, just with a well, a little bit extra. And I don't, I th again, I think this is a skill-specific thing for the Eagles, and I think the NFL was right to allow the Eagles to continue, and every other team to continue running it. All right. Well, you have certainly made your case. I'm just, I'm not a fan, and I'm not, I'm, I'm also not a fan, to be honest with you, of these big pushes of ball carriers out in the open field where guys are stopped and then some offensive lineman flies in from 10 yards away 
and and pushes a guy five more yards down the field. I'm not a big fan. Yeah, that, that didn't either. used to be allowed. That didn't used to be allowed. You were not able to push a a, a runner or you know a receiver down the field as if you were another player. Like the, they would they would stop forward motion right at that point. I don't remember exactly when that rule got changed. Um, and, and if the NFL decided, hey, no more pushing the quarterback from behind, that would at least be con- that would be consistent with what the rule was before. But as far as it looking like rugby and everybody being upset because it doesn't look like football, I think it looks plenty like football. You've got everybody lined up and you're trying to gain a yard. You're trying to push and they're trying to push and you're trying to get a yard. That's football. Football is about just gaining those inches, gaining those yards, getting down the field to, to, to score and trying to stop the other guy from doing it. It's, it's kind of football at its most primal as far as I'm concerned. There you go. So maybe the, uh, maybe, maybe teams in the NFL that don't have Jalen Hurts should just find a, a 6'5", 280-pound tight end or something and put him there on, on fourth Bring him in and there. One. Yeah. There you go. Put him in there and push him a little bit. Anyway. Carson Wentz has to be good for something, you know? Get him in there and then do the tush-push. There you go. All right. Hey, John, thank you very, very much for uh, for hopping on. Let folks know uh, where they can find your show, where they can find you on Twitter, all that good stuff. Yep. Well, you can find the show Eye on the Enemy as part of the Bleeding Green Nation podcast feed. So on any of the podcast formats, just look for Bleeding Green Nation and you'll see it's one of our many shows that we have under the BGN umbrella. You can also find my writing at bleedinggreennation.com and I'm on Twitter at John Stolness. All right. Thank you very, very much, John. Giants fans, thank you as always for listening. Please stay safe out there, take care of each other, and we'll talk to you soon. (music) Bye-bye. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.